Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today we're in John 6, but before we go there, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today and thank you for the many blessings. It's you who created the world, you created me, and you've provided for me. You've opened the doors for me and you've begun to show me who I am in you. And I'm grateful, Father. The more that I learn about you, the more amazed I become. So I pray, Father, today as we read, I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide us, that it be your Holy Spirit, you Holy Spirit, that we hear from, that it be nothing from me, but everything from you. I thank you for the many blessings you've bestowed on us already, and I just pray that our hearts and our minds would be open to your word. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So to be quite candid with John 6, I have struggled, not because it's not an incredible chapter, but because it is an incredible chapter. There's tons of pieces that can be broken into three different sections, um, each one deserving a whole day or more of reading and understanding and way more time than than uh, we've committed to here. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to just read through it and like we always do and throw some commentary out there from what I've read so far and uh, we can just go from there but before we even do that I know there's people out there struggling I know it's financial I know it's personal I know it's relationships I know it's you know just a multitude of elements and people are there just like how in the world is anything going to happen that can save me and take me out of this mess And I've been there, finances, relationships, family, friends. There's just a ton of things that have bogged me down in the past. And I'll also share that as I've been praying this Pray 365, I'll tell you what, I've been attacked. I've been beaten up. And there have been times when I just sit there, actually this morning, before I do it. Man, I should just bail on all this. It's too hard. It's just, I'm not the right person. I'm terrible, blah, blah, blah. We get attacked when we are growing closer to Jesus. When we're doing something that that God wants us to do and that is bringing harm to the enemy, we're going to get attacked, and that's all there is to it. So I just want to encourage you to hang in there. Keep, keep moving forward. And as I've been reading John 6... And going through commentaries, I've gone through so many of them. Um, one of the, one that just re- really reminded me or struck me that I thought was pertinent to our world today. And it just talks about John 6 in general. And it's going through the, the feeding of the 5,000 with the, the five loaves or few loaves and two fish. The writer of the commentary says, and this is the English Standard Version expository commentary. It says, and I apologize, I've got a cold. I guess I'm coming down with something. Um, Or not. We'll see. They write, we may not know how the Lord is going to meet our needs today. But he met his people's needs on the day he brought them out of Egypt. And he met his people's needs on the day Jesus took it upon himself to feed the big crowd. 
We can trust God to meet whatever needs we have by giving us what is our best, what is for our best. Consider the situation when Jesus fed the 5,000. The needs surpassed the resources. What the disciples had in the money bag was insufficient for their need. In the presence of Jesus, money is not the answer. Human innovation is not the answer. Leadership and initiative from the disciples were not what was needed. The situation called for Jesus. We are inadequate, and at this and that is the point. We can make he can make five barley loaves and two fish enough for five thousand, and he can make our stumbling inadequacy enough to meet the need. To me, that just really struck home because I know that there's so many people, myself included, who are struggling at times, struggling with finances, struggling with relationships, whatever it might be. And we keep trying to solve them on our own with our own wisdom and leadership and skills and innovations. But the reality is the only thing that can can help us is Jesus. Nothing else. No one else. It's him. So with that... Let's go to the word. Chapter 6, verse 1. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Now, I want to say in chapter 5, we had read, you know, basically where Jesus healed people. He was in, in, I believe, Jerusalem, and... Or Cana, and he had healed. He had healed people. He had then had to debate with the uh, with the Jewish leaders and priests, and then he went off. And now it says sometime after this in verse one. Well, that could be up to about six months later because of the timing. They figured that it was about six months later. It wasn't just like the next day. Let's see. Going back, let's just start over. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up to on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? It was actually estimated that if you have 5,000, and that's the men, you really had somewhere near 20,000 total people with women and children. Jesus said, have the people sit down. The other thing that you have to remember is what Jesus is, is illustrating to the people. You know, these are primarily Jews who are following him. And so they remember Moses. They remember, you know, all of the history of the Jewish people the wandering in the desert where God was feeding them with bread, manna from heaven, that would spoil within a day. You couldn't keep it. You had to depend upon him moment by moment, day by day for your food. Also the walking through the Red Sea to the other side. 
So there's a lot here that will be played out. So verse 10, Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as, as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. <clears throat> After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and take him, make him by, I'm sorry, and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. <clears throat> Which is exactly what Moses did. He withdrew up onto the mountain. Verse 16. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake. I'm sorry. Let's go back real quick. The prophet that they're talking about is prophesied by Moses, Isaiah, all of the various prophets. It's talked about the prophet. And so that's who they're talking. So the Jews really knew their, their history and relationship with God. And so this is all the symbolism that's going to be here. <clears throat> Verse 16. When evening came... His disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark, and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing, and the water grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. Three or four miles would put them in the very middle of the lake. And again, this is now Moses parting the Red Sea. Jesus does one better. He walks on the water. In addition, there's a psalm, I believe it's like Psalm 119 or 118, it's somewhere in there, um, that talks about how he will still the waters with his voice. This prophet, this you know, God will, will still the waters with his voice. Let's see. But he said to them, verse 20, It is I, don't be afraid. Then they were, they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading. The next day, the crowd that had stayed on the opposite shore of the lake realized that only one boat had been there, and that Jesus had not entered it with his disciples, but that they had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias landed near the place, where the people had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Once the crowd realized that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went to Capernaum in search of Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you were looking for me, not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, God the Father has placed a seal of approval. So here he is, he's saying, basically, he's challenging the motives of the crowd. That they're not there because of who he is, but that, they, but that he fed them. And, that's, and that their focus is on the wrong things. And I can relate, I focus on the wrong things all the time. That I shouldn't be focusing on the temporary, the, the worldly, the carnal, but I should be focusing on the eternal. 
Then they asked him, What must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign then will you give that that we may see it and believe you? Again, they've seen tons and they've heard about all the, the miracles that he's done, but more, which again, I can relate to. I'm not being disparaging to them. What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you do not believe. All those the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. For I am come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those, I'm sorry, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. At this the Jews there began began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I came down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them, and I will raise them up the last day. It is written in the prophets, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness, yet they died. But here is the bread that comes down from heaven, which anyone may eat and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live, will live forever. This bread is my flesh which I will give for the life of the world. That's some pretty powerful stuff, right? He's now not only God, but he's the answer to eternal life, to salvation. It's not the bread of manna that Moses had made sure or God had provided during the time with Moses, but now he is beyond that. He is beyond Moses. It's a pretty intense stuff for the Jews. Then the Jews began to argue sharply among themselves. How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Again, these people fought against um, those who did sacri- you know, sacrifices of humans. This is a, This concept would not be well received amongst the Jews. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as as the living Father sent me, 
I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died, but whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. On hearing it, many of his disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet, there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. For from this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus replied, Have I not chosen you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, who, though one of the twelve, was later to betray him. So quite a lot in there. Everything from walking on the water to symbolizing the crossing of the Red Sea to manna from heaven to feeding the people and challenging our motives for coming to him. And I know I always have to question my motives at times. Not at times, always. Why am I doing this? Is it for him or is it for me? So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your guidance. I lift up this time, Father, and ask that you would, you would touch our hearts and our minds and our spirits. May we fully understand the spiritual in your words. What it means to live for you, to believe in you, to believe in him that was sent. Father, I thank you, and I just lift up our needs on this world, on this earth. I know that we are spiritual, but we do have physical. And just as you fed the 5,000 with an inadequate amount of fish and bread, I know you can meet our financial and personal needs, Lord. I just lift up everyone who's struggling and pray that you would watch over them and provide for them. Comfort their hearts and their minds. Give them peace as they move through their day. I just thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. I pray that your word would go out and bless many. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.